what would you pay a working class family to do? Well, I'd, I'd pay to push them to the limits, Paul, that's for sure. Um, oh. There's no doubt there. Which limits? Um, the vertical limits. I, I'd, I'd, pro- I'd start with social. Social limits, the social mores of their society. Right. Basically, I'd break down break down all barriers in terms of, you know, gender ideas. <laughs> gender um, ideas. I love those. I- ideas and ideals. You know, I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd get the guy and, you know, not just make him wear a Santa hat, which obviously mm. is, is what a total woman would do. <laughs> I'd make him rip off his jeans until they became sort of like a pair of denim chaps. And then I'd tuck them up his bum and say, spin around now, monkey. It's Christmas time. <laughs> and, and, and then I'd get him to sing. Vengabus. The Vengabus was coming. It was always going to be a part of their lives. But now you have fully made them yeah. aware of that. And that's that's a gift. It's a Christmas gift. I think that's the Christmas gift that I could give Hammersmith. It's the gift of Venga. You know, it's a Venga gift. <laughs> and a Venga... It's Venga trust, you know, um, more than anything. I'm yeah. trying to... Basically, I want to establish Venga trust between me and the working classes, between me and the proles, um, between me and the, the filthy masses. Yeah. And, 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 and I do think... 90s electro pop is, is going to be the way to do this that and bribery <laughs> i think this is finally going to be the thing to reach through very much like metropolis you will be the the bridge between the hand and the head and that's that of course everyone knows the mediator between the hand and the brain must always be the venga bus yeah <laughs> which is coming it's coming guys <laughs> It, it genuinely could be. Hello and welcome to One Good Thing, the podcast that is joined this week by an eccentric millionaire who wants to recreate the podcasts he never had as a boy. How are you doing, Bertie Big Sax? Pretty good. You're breaching contact already, Paul. Um, <laughs> we didn't have such vulgar language when I was a kid on the podcastomatron. <laughs> oh, you had to dial in the podcastomatron, and if you wound it just right, you might be able to hear Les Dennis uh, talking about his favourite <laughs> kind of crisp. He has Richard Bacon on this week. Guess what his favourite favorite flavour is? It's not crispy bacon <laughs> or smoky bacon. It's going to surprise you, guys. <laughs> well, look, as Bertie well knows, I'm Paul Salt. I'm an old, unexplained man. As, as well you should be. Uh, in the run-up to our 200th episode, we had a plan to review three of the all-time worst films ever made. Yeah. But, you know, after the year we've had and, you know, some personal stuff going on in our lives, my mm. balls have grown to three times the size... We decided that we all just it's huge, huge. We all decided that we all just really needed this year to just get a bit of seasonal cheer in ahead of the two, the big two o o. You know? Yeah, yeah. Christmassy so- stuff, roaring fires, <laughs> chestnuts roasting on an open face. Chestnut roasting all up in you. So rather than have one Christmas episode, you'll have four this year. Fuck. Fuck yeah. Last week you've had our Christmas movie episode, which renders all the others redundant, and now. It's time to talk about surviving Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> surviving Christmas. This is what I've been longing for. A real family, you know, in a true home. That's why I'm thinking it might be a good idea if I lived with you. Ah, oh, fuck. The 2004 American movie generously, generously and baffling described as a romantic comedy on Wikipedia... Uh, was directed by Mike. Yeah, both Mi- of those things. <laughs> it's it's rom- it's romantic as fuck. Everyone, get ready. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> it was directed by Mike Mitchell, who also made Juice Bigelow, Male Gigolo, uh, oh, Sh- Shrek Four, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked, and also Trolls and Lego Movie Two, which are fine. Oh, yeah, fine. Wow. Okay. I, mean, I, wasn't, I didn't think much of Lego Movie Two, to be honest. Yeah. So, um, this guy couldn't just fuck right off to Christmas hell. <laughs> Uh, it's worth losing Lego Movie 2 in order to <laughs> remove this blight from our land. So let's all just hurdle it up into a into a rocket and blast this terrible man into space for Christmas. <laughs> and, but it's not just for Christmas, much like a puppy. <laughs> oh, no, he's definitely not coming back. <laughs> just like a puppy. Shooting Mike Mitchell into space. <laughs> it's not just for Christmas, guys. We've got to start appreciating this. <laughs> Whatever happened to Roland Emmerich? No, remember? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the film was written by a lot of people, the most impressive credit of which Ooh. is that two of them wrote Simpson Tide, where Homer becomes a submarine guy. Oh. An episode, honestly, I don't really care for. I, so. I, I liked it the last time I saw it, but that was about 12 years ago. I think it's fine. I, there was a bit with YMCA gets some. Is it in the Navy? No, in the Navy. In the Navy. That makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Why is laughs> yeah I was thinking, this is fucking nonsense. What is unrelated. this? Worst Simpsons episode ever. <laughs> Fuck these guys. I bet they've written a terrible Christmas film. This is the nuclear. There's a nuclear joke in there, which I liked. Yes, and I can never remember which way around it is, and that's nuclear. why my life is ruined, and I work in a menial job, <laughs> scrubbing the balls off hens. <laughs> right off them. Where do right you put them after them. the... After they're scrubbed off. After being scrubbed, well, then it goes straight into the stuffing. Ah. Mother's Secret Recipe. (laughs) The movie was originally released in 2003, but got pushed back in order to avoid the release of Ben Affleck's hit film, Paycheck. Oh, boy. It was a good year for Ben Affleck. (laughs) We can't compete with this, this, everyone. (laughs) Clear the way. Move move Return of the King back. (laughs) I understand why they might have thought that, because John Woo was behind it. (laughs) <laughs> but he had yeah. a weird weird old time of it John he had a weird old time I mean clearly they were fans of his early Hong Kong cinemas the makers of this film and they figured oh, I don't want to mess with an all out shootout like this not going to mess with John hard boiled Wu <laughs> unfortunately it was not to be uh, but don't worry they didn't worry about it because heroes shed no tears the film was received by critics like anything received by James Gandolfini which is to say a menacing smile hiding barely contained rage <laughs> Stephen Holden over at the New York Times said this is a film that perversely refuses to trust its own comedic instincts. Perhaps out of fear of not having enough jokes, it throws in, ex- it throws in extra subplots and unnecessary characters to keep the pace frantic and the action muddled. I mean, that's correct instincts on its part. <laughs> you shouldn't trust those comedic instincts. Yeah, fuck. It's not enough. God, that's interesting because I think that's the first review in 300 episodes, no, in, in 300 episodes, Paul, where um, <laughs> I, I, I've gone, oh yeah. You've got to release the other 100 someday. <laughs> Can't keep it hiding it from the public. World's not ready. Paul. They must know. But um, it's the first review I think I've ever heard on this show where I've gone, oh yeah, I didn't necessarily think about any of that. My points are all just <laughs> angrily different. <laughs> I mean, I'm just amazed at the fact that this guy saw this film and was like, you know what? It should have been slower. <laughs> Less should have happened in this, God. so that we could focus in more on what was going on. It's a small, a small mercy, like you. a bullet to the back of the head. <laughs> I appreciate the genital torture, but I just don't see why you have to whip me at the same time. It's really distracting. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, speaking of genital torture, Public uh, received it like excited children, reaching their hands, hopefully, between the legs of a squatting Santa. (laughs) A. Murray over at Google said, I partially chose this just for the um, sheer joy of the grammar in the first sentence. Oh, Oh, good. I love this. I and my wife loved it. That that works. (laughs) It's a lovely sound. I and my wife loved it. <laughs> I and my wife? I and I loved it. It was original and funny. Uh, to you who couldn't get a laugh or in- just enjoy such a movie, may I say, Scrooge had nothing on you. Okay, the first part of that sentence was fine grammatically. The rest of it was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> it, was the in- it was the first dream in Inception when the water comes in. If I and my wife loved it is a grammatically fine sentence, then I want to double down on the idea of throwing out the rule book on grammar. Not only are the things it says are wrong this... fine, but the things it says are right are clearly nonsense, and I want it destroyed. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with this. As much as, as, much as I am a stickler for grammar, <laughs> the, the, the Foucault takes up like 3% of my brain just goes, well, what's the fucking point anyway? <laughs> it all changes. Why even complain? It's all language. Lamau. Like so <laughs> let's get to some business, shall we? Ben Affleck is a fiveman. Merry Christmas, yeah. dickface. <laughs> oh, Gili. This. Other things. Batman. Pearl Harbor. Batman twice. Batman. Probably five. Batman twice. Fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's four and there's at least some there's something else that we did recently, I think. This. Fuck him. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and then you got Peter Jason, who in this plays suit, I guess from the opening. Um he sure. also played McSims in Ghosts of Mars, unforgettable role there. But most excitingly, oh, yeah? he played Pepsi Executive number four in Mommy Dearest. Oh, this is the look of a man who experienced a full face-on impact of Faye Dunaway and lived to tell the tale. Full Faye-on. <laughs> full Faye-on. God almighty. Third degree Faye. Usually when you give me the role and you know actor and a movie, I can at least place them <clears throat> in a scene. <laughs> oh, do you not remember the scene where Faye Dunaway... Where Faye Dunaway is screaming at the Pepsi... At the fucking Pepsi board. 
It's one of the best. It's definitely one oh. of the highlights. But there were so oh, many. Oh, that's it. That's it. You're there. That was the Pepsi board. Yeah. It didn't register in my head that that was any particular board. It was just <laughs> a board. Anyone. They were just a men in a room with Faye Dunaway. That's all you need to know. What's that camera that you affix to someone's face? So that if they're running, like a, it's got a, a GoPro. Like a, yeah, I guess it's just a GoPro, isn't mm. it? Um, it? Like, that's my memory of that movie. It's just they did that to Faye Dunaway <laughs> for two it's hours. It's like the, be- the beautiful agony. Except it really is agony, but beautiful as well. Mm. Oh, God. Hey. Do you remember that guy in the opening credits who was like awkwardly wrapping presents and then got bored and threw it out the window? Mm. That's Tom Kenny, voice of SpongeBob SquarePants and star of Mr. Show. As you set that up, my mind went, I could only be Tom Kenny. <laughs> it was incepted into your brain by the genius of Mike Mitchell or whatever his name was. Um, he also voiced Wheelie and Skids in Transformers 2 and 5, so he's a three man. Oh, fuck. Well, there you go. <laughs> fuck you, Tom Kenny. You made some bad choices. You made some bad choices, but so, but so have I. Hey, who hasn't? If if I went back through my CV and and <laughs> and counted up all the shit jobs that I did because I needed the money, yeah, wouldn't be stopping at five men, that's for sure. <laughs> at least you had that summer voicing SpongeBob, so <laughs> fine. Until I was replaced by Tom Kenny, the prick. <laughs> up until then, SpongeBob sounded just like you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, Squidward, where are we going today? <laughs> Can you put put more emotion into that, Paul? <laughs> what do you mean? I can't work under these conditions, and you go and scream at a Pepsi board. Oh, free to a man, free in a bush, free, free, yo. Film's a shit, mate. The film was a box office bomb, uh, even more so than Ben Affleck's hit film Paycheck. Uh, it also has 7% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes and 19 on Metacritic. Yeah. Now, as per festive tradition, I did force my family to watch this terrible Christmas film with me and recorded their experience, experience so I shall be peppering <laughs> the app with anything I consider worthy of broadcast. How do you survive for Christmas? Well, we survive it by just being nice to each other. I'd do it with WKD. Yeah, that's one way. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get a bloody big bottle of gin, I can tell you. Yay! So, Paul, you do da. Uh, yes, hello, me. <laughs> What's one thing about this film that made you want to stare long into your mother's gaping vagina? Look forward to that context, kids! <laughs> Very inspired opening music choice, Paul. Um, <laughs> Who would have thought it? There's a little, Chris- a little known Christmas song <laughs> called... Whatever it's called. The most wonderful time of yeah, the year. Yeah, I think it was. Haven't heard that before. Probably on every Christmas movie I've ever seen. <laughs> but Paul, this time it's different because it was contrasting it with evidence, with visual evidence that it's not the most wonderful time of the year. Oh, you never gosh. seen that before? Oh gosh, yeah, it was a slew of people all living the worst lives imaginable <laughs> in Chicago, the worst place imaginable. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ! You got a man angrily emptying his belongings into a collection bucket, presumably at gunpoint. I don't know. I don't know how else to make sense of that scene. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Tom Kenny is enjoying rapping and then not. Yep. Um, well, I mean, it's an inexplicable and tonally deaf bit of comedy, which is actually perfect for setting you up for the experience ahead. Suicide Nan. <laughs> Which I did laugh at. So, uh, <laughs> well, there you go. So there we First go. First good thing. First thing of the movie. I mean, that'll, that'll, that'll do. I've got one. Bye, everyone. Yeah, I've got about ten more, so. Oh, fuck. All right, well, let's give it some yeah. context then, I suppose. This is what the people want. Get into our first scene with Batfleck. Yeah, great. And the soundtrack has a jolly good go at figuring out the mood of this scene, and then just stops. <laughs> so you're suggesting we tell people that the only way to get through the holidays is to drink spiked eggnog. I'm suggesting that we tell people the only way to get through the holidays is to buy your farm-fresh, fat-free, pre-spiked eggnog in a bottle. Take care. Well, it doesn't need to go on any longer. We've got Ben Affleck, <laughs> and he's he's a great salesman. So great, um, we imagine. And he knows it, which is great. Yeah. He's yeah. also a great boyfriend. He's a fucking great boyfriend. I'll tell you what, Paul, because <laughs> if anyone bought me first-class tickets to Fiji over Christmas instead of having to spend time with my family, <laughs> they're probably listening to this episode. <laughs> I would like them quite a lot. <laughs> but but his girlfriend, um, Thingo from House and Warrior, doesn't. She's she sick hates of it. it. She d- does not want to fly first class to Fiji, tropical paradise. She'd rather <laughs> spend, p- spend time with her millionaire parents, billionaire parents, probably. Yeah. And he has got to reconnect with his family or at least just put some hairs on his balls <laughs> and just do something to, to reconnect with Stop. what makes Christmas matter yeah you know? stop being so menacing um, so <laughs> facing the uh stop grinning <laughs> jesus christ Are you... blink motherfucker <laughs> um god he's got a matthew broderick sheen to him in this <laughs> where you can just barely tell if he's alive more full of life i was about to say <laughs> you can't tell he's alive until he's right up next to you and then he pounces 
And then, <laughs> so faced with the prospect of having to spend Christmas alone, he starts calling up all of his mates uh, to yeah. find out if any of them could accommodate accommodate him at their table or, you know, under the sink. Yeah, beanbag, whatever. <laughs> but none of them can. None! Um, despite his his charming uh, <laughs> scampish attempts at winning them over. <laughs> Come on! Don't be a dick. Fucking do it. What's that? Fat sweaty piece of shit. <laughs> well, maybe uh, your wife doesn't have to come, man. Maybe it's just me and you for Christmas, dude. You never know, think about that. What's that broad done for you lately? She sucked you off like I sucked you off in college. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? 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 God damn it. <laughs> so, of course, the next reasonable course of action is for him to um, hunt down his ex-girlfriend's therapist whom he's never met to ask his advice. And it's Thingo from Thingo. Stephen Root from all he's... of Cohen Brothers. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's great. He's in it for a bit. He's got an awful daughter, probably. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, Fuck that kid. Hate her. Yeah. He causes a scene in an airport, which really doesn't escalate more than it probably would have in real life. Um, <laughs> suspend your disbelief, folks. We're going down the fiction. <laughs> Liam hole. Neeson's at the next terminal. Um, <laughs> it's fine, really. <laughs> it's just whimsy. Since when? Still got my daughter. If we lose our sense <laughs> of whimsy, then we're terrorists with the one. If you you've got my whimsy, <laughs> I have a very specialist set of skills <laughs> to recover that. And then he just... I don't have your whimsy. It's an abstract concept. You can't see it. <laughs> Give it back. I see it on you, all over your face. So, um... and he, ha- he pulls out a-, a fairy made of snow and hands it to him. He's like, oh yes, that's exactly what I wanted. And he shoots him anyway because he's a badass. <laughs> Speaking of badasses, Batfleck is advised to go reconnect with his old trauma. So he's got to go out to a fa- yeah. his old family house, and he's going to write a note. Write a note um, about his with his personal grievances, and then burn it at that place. Yeah, and, and whisper. I forgive you. Yeah. And yeah, so he um, drives his Batmobile out to do his Batfleck mobile out to do that. Yeah. Um unfortunately, James Gandolfini lives in the house now, <laughs> and he violently hits Ben Affleck over the head in broad daylight with no provocation and then drags him into his house. And you wouldn't call the cops, would you? You just wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, the wavers are waving at him. <laughs> Morning, James. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Get back in your fucking house. Okay, James. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Merry fucking Christmas. Yep, yep. <laughs> Merry Christmas, mate. Uh, so Jesus. Yeah, he um he wakes up in the house. Ben Affleck's not dead. Ben Affleck's not dead. He's okay. Is he allowed to spend No, he's he's does he's not allowed to spend a night yet. Not yet. Not yet. He has shown the door. He stays for dinner. He stays for dinner, he's shown the door and he leaves. Then he decides yeah. that what he wants to do is pay this family money in order to um be part of the family for Christmas. Basically, they become his family for Christmas. Mm. And the filmmakers decide that we're running a little bit behind. Uh, so we rush through the process of this being rationalized, of them finding <laughs> out he's a millionaire and therefore capable of doing this, or just in any way it being acceptable to the family. And we're just going to fucking go with it, okay? Tom, please, please let me stay here. No. I'll pay you. My family's not for sale, pal. Tom, I'll pay you $250,000. Welcome home, son. Yeah, lawyer contract time. So they do that. <laughs> they do they, that. They, they yeah. sign the contract. Yeah, and, and we get many, many hilarious scenes of Ben Affleck being a fucking sociopath. Yes, of this whole thing being one step away from a home in- <laughs> home invasion movie. He has a bloody good go at a comedic performance. A stair squeaked. <laughs> you know what we used to call that squeaky stair? The squeaky stair. <laughs> Because I do write the note, um, they go shopping for a Christmas tree in the morning, and I, I I write down, is he a serial killer? And I can't remember who that was in relation to. <laughs> Would you uh, do me a kindness? Put this hat on. My dad always used to wear a Santa hat when we went to Christmas tree shop. <laughs> in public, yeah, yeah, that would be no. And in private, that that would be no too. Please wear that. No, I'm not. I'm not wearing a hat. Tom, you gotta wear the hat. I'm not wearing a hat. Wear the hat, Tom. I'm not wearing a hat. Now get it away from me before I shove it up your ass. Tom, are you familiar with the phrase breach of contract? It might have been Ben Affleck. It may have been to James Gandolfini. But you know he's a serious Or Catherine O'Hara, who is also emanating fuck-off vibes throughout the entire film. Christine? Yes, dear? I talk to you about something? Of course, dear. I'm your mother. You can talk to me about anything. It's it's fucking impressive. She's really giving it her all. She's um 
Jeremy ironing it. She's Jeremy's ironing it. This is how, if they had really allowed her to give the performance she wanted to give in Home Alone, this is exactly how she'd be feeling about her fucking plank of a husband. Who is in two of those movies and does nothing. You know in Home Alone where she goes, Kevin! Yeah. At one time. Yeah. That's her life. That's how she (laughs) wanted to play this. Well, I mean, maybe internally, but outside she's just grinning. (laughs) And that's... Yeah. That's the thing is everybody's just grinning all the time. It's so frightening. But I'll tell you someone who's not grinning, and that's mm. his daughter, James Gandolfini's daughter. She turns up. There's going to be some love interest. It's going to turn out they've got a daughter or something who's going to turn up the Christina Applegate herself shows yeah. up, yeah, and isn't happy about the whole setup that's going on because it's really fucking weird and this guy's menacing. Yeah. Clearly a sociopath. Clearly awful and needs to be killed at once. Well, it had to be, didn't it? <laughs> There had to be the love interest who hates him at first. Oh, wow! Over the course of the film, falls for him and teaches him the true meaning of Christmas. Oh, brilliant! She has a little bit of a tense interaction with her mother. Is that going to be developed further later? Let's cut to future me who's seen this movie. No, no, it's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Ben Affleck's got got to win everyone over still. Um, (laughs) It's not going very well because they ask ask him to leave. Yeah, well, they have... And James Gandolfini... They have the snowball scene, which doesn't go great. It's not as whimsical as oh, perhaps yeah. he maybe imagined. And then a scene where he writes a script, a terrible, terrible script, which introduces oh, yeah. the grandpa, who's an actor, Duda. Batfleck, who's du- yeah. Duda, who's an actor he's introduced. From the Amdrams. And Gandalf, he just reacts to this kind and, tend- and kind gingerly old man as if he's the biggest threat to his family's fucking <laughs> security since coronavirus. As if he's Tony Mosolino from <laughs> The Sopranos. <laughs> I've seen it all. Is this like when Tony Soprano got shot and had that weird dream? Yeah, I don't know. Yes, it probably is. It probably turn into the Sopranos if I'm lucky. They go Christmas shopping and it's very... But I think he offers more money to then accept the grandpa. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, yeah. Um, he just keeps piling cash on for them to accept his ridiculous request. Yeah. And they go shopping together and the grandpa flirts with the mum. Yeah. And it's, um yeah, all very, very upsetting. And Vince uh, Candolfini is yeah. not letting go of the fact that Batfleck ate some meat earlier that belonged to him. It's, that's really his final salami really Paul. stewing that <laughs> it's boiling away it's all he has left Paul <laughs> that and beer and and when Ben Affleck just fucking shoves it in his mouth in the grossest close up yeah since uh, Lars von Trier's Nymphomaniac um, it's it's really tipping point for him yeah um, fortunately for him him and Catherine O'Hara are thinking about getting a divorce so they've got yes. a pretty good excuse to get rid of Ben Affleck <laughs> Yes, and is this going to lead to a nice moment of Batfleck actually connecting with these people? No. He goes and complains to the mother that he feels like he's being ripped off. I know about what's going on with you and Tom. And first of all, I just want to say that uh, I'm feeling a little ripped off here. You know, so I thought I was getting a real family, so it's kind of bullshit. There's, uh, there's about two two or three seconds of eloquent niceness in that scene. Um, <laughs> but like the context of where it is, you just have to really ignore that to feel something. And I'm quite good at ignoring things to feel something. It builds up to, first of all, is Batfleck going to make some sort of nice offer to O'Hara? No. And then immediately after, she says, okay, he says, okay, well, fuck, what can I do? I have all this money. Maybe I can, I don't know, get you like a really good makeover and have you take pit, have you, some weird German guy take pictures of you in glamour poses. And she starts crying. Yeah. And I think, oh, good. That offer is so fucking far removed from her life that it's broken her, and now she's just going to explain <laughs> how he's a fucking monster for coming into their lives and thinking that his money and terrible disconnect from reality can in any way help this poor woman who's struggling with a divorce, poverty, and a son who's a pervert. And she just says, I've, you, you've made me so happy. It is because of the, the things he told her about her beauty were so yes. eloquent that his actual <laughs> horrible solution was irrelevant. <laughs> Um, she was finally seen as the woman that James Gandolfini needed to see her as. <laughs> we just need to uncover your beauty from the layers of shite that is your face. From the layers of shame and <laughs> and fatigue that you've piled on yourself as James Gandolfini's wife. <laughs> um, An exhausting prospect for any human being. So <laughs> so he packs her off to Udo fucking Kier. Well, yeah, some fucking movie producer said to himself, what is this Christmas movie missing? I know. And Udo <laughs> Kier shows up to take sexy pictures of... The mum from Home Alone. Merry Christmas, yeah. kids. Have you ever seen me so elated? It must be this woman. Yes. Isn't she sexy? Erotic. Speak! Oh, absolutely, Heinrich. She's got that special quality. Get out now. 
But I'm agreeing with you, Heinrich. You hesitated. I don't care. <laughs> what the fuck? Who cares in this movie? Wow, the ultimate Christmas man. Yeah, there we go. Um, hopefully that's the end of that. Uh, James Gandolfini buys a car. <laughs> a gun. <laughs> which he puts in the car. It's not shown, but it's implied very heavily. He puts it in the new car that he buys, which is a um, it's a, like a yeah. reminiscence of their earlier romance period. Um, it's like yeah. Mustang or some shit. This is American Beauty yeah, and um, so see, ah, things seem to be going well. And now it's time for Ben Affleck to finally yes. win over the fucking... Screwdrama herself, Christina Applegate. <laughs> who... Fucking ice queen over yeah. here. He takes her up a mountain. Actually gives an unconvincing performance as a chicken in order to try and pressure <laughs> the sun into going down the sled. What's that I hear back there? Little chicken, my Chicken. But finally, he, he says no, but Christina Applegate is going to go down the hill mm. um, on the sled with him. Uh, what kind of music should we play? Because, <laughs> I mean, what's going on in this scene? I mean, there they go, way too fast. Mm-hmm. They probably better slow down or they are going to crash. So, oh, it would be appropriate, but not too on the nose. I know. <laughs> so they fall off the sled and get colds, and then they have a bonding scene where Applegate talks about a, yeah. a precious memory from her childhood. And I think, oh, yeah. okay, they're setting up the final set piece. Nope, that is just one awkward montage away. Yeah. Yeah. It's plot-aware maneuvering from the film here because Ben Affleck's character, Ben Affleck, yeah. um, f- takes her to this tree that he's recreated as from part of her memory, and yeah. Christina Applegate is is touched. So, wow, what a sensitive gesture! I can't believe you did. Anyone would do this for me. Mm. Roll in the fucking cavalry, boys! Because then a <laughs> fucking nativity scene comes in, and it's you know the cheesiest, gaudiest. It's actually the Disney. film Nativity starring Martin Freeman gets rolled in. And um, yeah. she just turns to him and says, how could you do this? Why? <laughs> What's wrong with you? After everything. You've ruined everything. And she, yeah, she's not happy. So she storms off. Yeah. And hates and him. Think, wow. Okay. Does yeah. the film get it? Maybe. Because no. Does it? No. Well, I'm sure it'll find a way to land on the most obvious fucking message that this film could possibly arrive at. But before then, scene <laughs> missing. Everybody loves Christmas now. Yeah. They're just dancing in front of the Christmas tree because you do that when you're happy. <laughs> um, consequently, we need to start, you know, making things go wrong. So divorce, son yeah. sees his mother's vagina on the internet, and Applegate hates that flight now. So good, we've got our points of tension. Because House Warrior turns back up, and she's got her parents with her because <laughs> well, Ben yeah, Affleck's but... assistant bought her a Catier diamond whatever. Yeah, and the second attempt to buy her love has been successful, so she shows back up in yeah. order to meet the family that he said that he had, but really, you know, yeah. it's just paid for. There's some lovely talk. Lovely talk about yeah. baby dicks. I don't think so. There's no little dingle. No? Uh, well, yes. It's there, but it's not. You, you can't see it because it was so long uh, that Mom had to tuck it back when she gave me a bath. So, you know, it's tangled. You remember, Mom? Yeah, yeah. From the moment he was born, it was uh, freakishly long. <laughs> and then there's a, cra- there's a crazy comedy mix-up because Christina Applegate is back. And they're in the kitchen talking and she's forgiving him for some reason. And, um, <laughs> and, and, and then she goes out to get his present and bloody um, Warrior House comes in and, mm. and goes, oh, we're a thing, right? Me and you, you and me, you <laughs> oh, and I. Oh no, there's which, two which girls in the same house and they're gonna, he's going to have to hide one of them whilst the other one's about and not let them know that the other one, oh no, it's done. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's found him. Yeah, she's so, found him out immediately in the first scene in which they shared. But, oh, hijinks, she's going to pretend to be a sister now. And she's mad at him, so she wants to ruin his reputation with a girlfriend. And, oh, well, there's going to be some excellent comedy where she's going to be subtly sub- sabotaging his attempt to introduce her to the fat. Oh, she's just going to call her fat. Yeah. God, you're gorgeous. And you are so not fat. Drew, what is the matter with you? I'm sorry. And then not do anything else. Oh, there's a few other things. And we'll get, we'll get there, Paul. <laughs> in, my, in my list of quickfires. No, they cannot be, because it must end right now. This, they go upstairs and find the son still staring into his mother's gaping vagina. <laughs> he's mesmerized. <laughs> he's mesmerized by it, um, by which voice. is a comedic beat, I think, but it does lead to the dramatic climax of the scene in which the family storm out, and there is then an attempt at a genuinely sad, somber music moment built around how sad the son is to have seen his mother's vagina. <laughs> Some things cannot be unseen. Brian? Brian? Great. It's great, Christine. Look, it depends. It's a level of exposure, Paul. And this, <laughs> this boy is broken forever. 
and um, <laughs> he never speaks again. He has no more lines after this. The next time we see him, he 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 apologizes to us a different lady for Ben Affleck, and um, I think <laughs> that's ben the Affleck right thing to do. Thing. It is, but this woman, unfortunately, is it's too late for her to get away from Ben Affleck because her entire world and sense of self is torn apart as she finds out she was the product of an affair, which happens very yeah. quickly. Um, and then Affleck decides this is the best time to dump her. Okay, Fiji. Let's go to Fiji right now. I, you're right, Drew. Just screw family. All we need is each other. Just take me away. I'm sorry, Missy. I can't. Just go home, okay? I'm sorry about all this. I'll spend Christmas alone. And she leaves the movie yeah. except for a gag at the end. I mean, there's never a good time to dump anyone. When <laughs> after all that, when she says, let's go to Fiji now, it's probably yeah. a decent time. <laughs> you could do you know what love let's go get a cup of tea and we'll talk about the fact that your dad isn't who you thought it is and um yeah we'll come to terms with that before i mention that i'd probably not like to see you ever again why would you do that <laughs> hey we had this really nice moment okay now we're going to fiji oh yeah no <laughs> <laughs> i'd say there was a point of de-escalating without breaking up with this are you genuinely saying that Affleck did the right thing here look love you're coming on a bit strong i'm not saying like to say he did the right thing implies that a lot of, like, at least something else in this movie was the right thing to do. <laughs> but everything that has happened is probably best. Like, I wanted him to just leave everyone at that point and never come back. Well, he does leave everyone. He, got, he tells Christina Applegate his tragic serial killer Christmas backstory. Doesn't take any responsibility. Um, no. Says it was actually, he didn't destroy the family. They're yeah. getting divorced. They were already destroyed. So have Merry Christmas, Christina Applegate. Yeah. Can we make out now? And then she boots him out. She says no, and as he goes to leave, he does his final grieve. He does another grievances list, and he writes down um, what I thought was going to become a big plot point: the grievances, the people I love leave me, and he burns that on the fire. And I <sighs> thought what was going to what was going to happen was one of the family would have seen that note, found him later, and gone. It's not quite that way, is it, Ben Affleck? <laughs> it's you not that the people us you away love leave you with your lying and bullshit. Yeah. But no, that's that's not a thing because um, no. the end of the movie has to happen. Yeah, so he goes back so, to his massive apartment and James Gandolfini comes and I expect it to be like the end of The Departed, but he doesn't get <laughs> shot in the head instead. Um, Gandolfini's come for the money and they find the Christmas play ticket in their pockets. Yeah. No responsibility or lessons is, is allocated or learned. And so, yeah. Dudar does a... come in then and shoot them both in the back of the head. <laughs> Just after Affleck gets a lovely kiss. Uh, which unfortunately yeah. the uh, the family of the fucking chick sees because they've just been driving around solidly since they left that party, and uh, yeah, they get to experience was... that. Yeah, um, they're they're together now after yeah. that conversation started with. I know you probably don't ever want to see me again, <laughs> but he did apologize. So yeah, he said he was forgiven. sorry. So I, I guess yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you took it the wrong way. They make <laughs> out, and so. Yeah, James Gandolfini has sat with his family in a diner and everything's going really nice and... Oh no, no, no! The end. Wow! Whoa! What a movie! Whoa ho ho! Ho ho ho! What did you think of it, Santa? Oh, that was a very bad film, Paul. It was terrible! Oh, there you go! Oh, there you go! What did you guys make of that? It was very inept, it wasn't even remotely funny. It was very laboured. What did you think that'll do? Um, it was sight. It was so <laughs> bad. It's a fascinating miss. Yeah. It's a premise. Okay, you could do this premise. Millionaire decides to buy a working class family for Christmas to recreate his childhood Christmases. Mm. Here are the things they did wrong. <laughs> Let's start with casting. Hmm. Because throughout the film, the hostility is not charming. It's kind of disturbing. <laughs> James Gandolfini is not the irascible old grump with a heart of gold that he gets described as at the end. He's a very frightening man. Yeah. <laughs> Call you a cab. Uh, is that necessary? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Is he eating my salami? It's nine o'clock in the morning. Oh, I know. Not really breakfast food, but it was looking good in the fridge. I had a dog, so. Yeah, it is good. Is that the last of it? There was a little bit where they're like bickering in the car and it's meant to be annoying guy, grumpy guy. You know, he knows how to push his buttons and they're talking about him wearing a Christmas yeah. hat. But throughout the whole thing, I'm just thinking, Jesus Christ, stop aggravating him. 
Stop it! You're gonna, you're gonna get snap. yourself fucking killed. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be pissing or, or brushing your teeth, and then you're just gonna get grunt wire slice your neck off. <laughs> Gandolfini has this smile that he can do that just says, "I'd kill you if I could." I'd do it right the second. And it's just <laughs> in that role, you needed. Oh fuck! I was thinking about this, and I came at someone. I can't remember who it is. I mean, this is the Robert De Niro role from Meet the Parents, which yeah. you know, in the, the first film at the very least, was well done. To a certain extent, but it's an it's an Al Bundy role that you need yeah. here. It's you know grumpy old guy who's not frightening. Greg Davis might have been a good. Yeah, the American equivalent of Greg Davis. Do not tell us who it is. We couldn't stand it. <laughs> it's or Craig oh, it's James Davis. You know, just somebody Fuck. less menacing than um James Gandolfini. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But on the flip side, you have Ben Affleck, yes. who is not the oh charming. My God. He's not a charming no. like overkill type character. He he is a fucking psychopath who is just yeah. presenting. He presented me, the viewer, with Sophie's choice of, of what, like how much money would I need to make this okay? <laughs> this is horrible. He's awful. You want me to sing? Yeah. Do I have to? Yeah. I mean, what would it make any difference to you if I didn't want to? Not really. Here's who he is. He is either young Tom Hanks, think big, or um, Joe versus the volcano. Or if you want a more contemporary reference, this is a um, Andy Samberg. Yeah. yeah. You need an Andy Samberg in this role. And yes. Ben Affleck plays it with an edge. <laughs> yes. And when you have a lovely, charming, you know, very persistent but childlike character with an edge... It's like the episode of the Twilight Zone where the little girl can turn anyone into toys whenever she wants. Is, is Mike Mitchell? Is that? Am I? Am I misreading Michelle Hanneker? It, it, it could. <laughs> it could have been a Funny Games. Is is all I'm saying? Yeah. It just, it just felt like it could very believably have been that or the others or you know s- something yeah. genuinely, genuinely awful. And it was awful. Um, but you oh, just yeah, know yeah. that they were going for charming. And you bet. Yeah. You know, ben Affleck. His best roles are when he's playing damaged people. And I guess yeah. I guess this guy is damaged, um, but the film doesn't know it <laughs> oh, shit. Or, or give it the respect that it deserves. I just realised he's kind of playing the Simon Pegg role from The World's End, you know. Oh just, fuck, um, he is, yeah, yeah, and it's just not fun to watch. It's kind of too manic and 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 sad, very sad. It's it's very and, sad. Um, yeah, and and kind of like Simon Pegg's performance was a bit too real as well. You know, people like that, and and it's not right. It is not good. I don't know people like Batfleck in this movie. I have to say, no, it's it's not. But it's a very real argument for class warfare. <laughs> um, Eat the rich, yeah, um, because they're like this, and it's the, awful. the thing is, you just know the trailer. Like, if how much of this film missed the mark? You just know <sighs> the trailer was he could sell anything except his love life. And and, oh, and then it just shows clip after clip of him being a fucking reeling maniac. Yeah, but I'm not surprised the film didn't do well. Because in a nah. trailer, you wouldn't have that many... All of the films we've covered so far, and I would say this is probably my least favourite Christmas film we've covered so far. Oh, I, the only redeeming mm. feature it has is that it's kind of hilarious how, how misjudged and poorly delivered this is. Yeah. But all of the others, Christmas with the Cranks, even Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas, look Christmassy. They look like Christmassy films with wintry scenes and bright glowing lights. There are mm. shades of that here, but for the most part, it's just kind of depressing and drab. And, you know, G- Gandolfini has this really dark depression beard all the way through the thing, <laughs> which is very visible in the poster. And it just, it, it, it looks like a sad time. That's his power. That's where he gets his charm from. You can't change that. And, and as far as the film goes, I would say it's up there with um, Saving Christmas for me. Um... Right, how watchable it was. Um, oh, wow. I I, pre- I preferred this as an experience, not necessarily a film, to um, <laughs> deck deck the halls and Christmas with the Cranks. Okay, um, I'm not because... sure about that. I feel like I would take deck the halls and Christmas with the Cranks. They're like the Sainsbury's Christmas adverts <laughs> with less emotional resonance. You know, it's just a, a a pleasing aesthetic. I think I could watch those movies on mute fairly comfortably. Oh. Maybe looking away when Matthew Broderick shows up. I, I, I really disliked them, apart from, you know, Deck the Halls was better than Christmas with the Cranks. Christmas with the Cranks in particular, just the the, the whole message of it was so... Um, that was poison. Yeah, what's what's the word? It was so aggressively, like, opposite yeah. to, to what I feel. And, and, and this movie <laughs> was just, it was relentlessly terrifying. 
Um, yes. So it was it was hard to take <laughs> my eyes intense. off the screen. It was hard to comprehend what was going on, specifically the relationship between Ben Affleck and James Gandolfini. Yes. It, 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 it really just knew Ben Affleck's character was a terrible, terrible man. And yeah. it just knew, it knew how to use that. And yeah, I think it just where, you know, I was bored by a lot of the other movies. This one, I'm unlike the reviewer. And like you, I am thankful that this moved along a fair old clip and got and stayed at the yeah. ninety minute mark because it really, yes, it that really was good. Helped the fact, you know, my first, uh, my first time check was an hour, and I went, oh wow, oh god, no, wow. no, I did uh, twenty minutes or so for me. Oh, I was, no. I was looking at that. It was, I found that opening particularly uh, again just because I was so uncomfortable. Yeah, right. And I was watching it with the family as well, so we're just. That could change things. Squirming. Yeah, just squirming. Like, what is this? What is this supposed to be? No laughs, really. Yeah, right. Uh, well, maybe a couple, which I'll mention in Quickfire. But, I mean, to continue just the, the, the list of things that were wrong with the movie from casting, writing, no funny gags, really. And, again, yes, like the viewer at the said, beginning said, it didn't trust in its own comedic senses because it doesn't have any. And so it does keep trying to make things happen. Yeah. Because they don't know how to write these scenes in such a way that, you could have any sort of emotional resonance with the characters. Mm. Direction, which I would describe as simply, this, uh, to sum up the direction, why not end the scene here? <laughs> Fuck it. Everybody's finished saying things. Do you have any more? Do you have any more? Nope. End of scene. And yeah, just the tone. The tone is fucking crazy. <laughs> it's it certainly is. One of the most fright. It's more frightening than Krampus, this one. <laughs> it's um, it's a it, different it's... league. It's a completely different genre to Krampus. <laughs> Um, Krampus is a Christmas movie. This is <laughs> this is funny games. Well, all right, with that, with our cards on the table as being a um, yeah, a, an interesting one at the very least, fascinatingly bad, I would say, and yes, very compellingly tense, um, in a hilarious yeah. way. It's hilarious how dark this gets at times. It, it also it also engaged me in in how crazy the character decisions were, like the the yeah. the shitty apology suddenly winning over Christina Applegate. I was engaged uh. with how terrible all of that was. Yeah, and it's, it's been the first. I think it's the first film in a while. Definitely the first Christmas movie since Kirk Cameron, where when it ended, what escaped me was not a huge sigh of relief. Of thank fuck that's over. It was just, huh? That was that was that then, hey? <laughs> so you said to yourself, you never answer back. <laughs> I will one day. Okay, let's quick fire about this fucking thing then. Quick fire. I will say the only. The, the Christmassy aesthetic is in two places. One, eventually their house gets quite Christmassy, mm-hmm. which is nice. And secondly, at the very beginning, you get some nice uh, Chicago Christmas scenes. Mm. And I miss, I've got to say, it's something that I'm probably not going to get to see a whole lot of this year. But I do like the ways in which Christmas makes itself felt in a very large city. Yes. Big trees go up in office lo- lobbies and lights, you know, go on. And I yeah. like that was good stuff. I like cool. that. Um, Udo fucking Kier. Yeah, just in general, he was... I mean, his lines were dog shit, but just, oh, the man. As yeah. soon as he shows up with his sensitive, piercing blue eyes and blonde, bleached hair. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I would have found the scenes in which um, Maureen O'Hara, um, Catherine yeah. O'Hara, is uh, shot way less um, palatable if it weren't for um, Udo Kier just audibly going, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah! Throughout the entire thing. Well, he does this thing as well where he's, to get her looking more confident, he starts messing with his assistant. Yeah. And it's very it's very snappy and mm. keeps keeps you on the back foot. Yeah. Um, I, d- I appreciated this performance from Udo Kier because he was quite animated and I don't <laughs> often see that from Udo Kier. <laughs> it's his thing, really, to do it very buttoned down and strange abstract German. Yeah, to look like a, <laughs> um, <laughs> to look like a fucking piece of modern art. Yeah, that expresses modern Germany as his usual thing. Yeah, he was, so it's it good. Postmodern. It's good to see him do a bit of freeform jazz. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Issue. Early on, when Batfleck is in the um office, and then later on when he's in his home, his dialogue is very echoey to emphasize how sort of big and empty the spaces you know he's in are. Oh, okay. And I appreciate that. That's a good little detail. I I liked the gag of the old lady seemingly preparing dinner and then opening the oven, then very slowly oh, I... getting onto her knees and going to put her head in it. My issue it was, was just, I saw the, it... the time they spent on it was very good. Yeah, my issue was I just saw it coming immediately. It was just as soon as they set yeah, up right. the oven, I was just like, okay. And I, I yeah, it just takes it takes a while to get. To, so I disliked it for the exact reason you liked it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
Don't think about things, Paul. You should stop that. What if they just cut to a wide? What if she just lay the cookies on the table and it will have frowny faces? Cut to a wide and she's just in the oven, fucking limp. That would have. I, I think it was. It's the setup for me. It's the suggestion of what's about to happen oh, God. that works. I don't know. Yeah. I found it to be more of a suggestion and more of a a, a formal a formal notification via post. Um, formal invitation <laughs> from your aunt. Um, oh no. Okay, I do quite like some of Affleck's delivery is better than his lines, and I do quite like. Where is this relationship headed? Fiji, first class. Yeah, oh, that that amused me. Oh, cool. He wasn't picking up on the. Uh, on it yet, so I was just trying to inject some excitement. When Ben Affleck accosts his girlfriend's therapist, oh, I wonder if we're going for the same um, one. Very possibly, because he, he introduces he introduces himself and he goes, oh, "You're Frank," <laughs> whatever his name is. Yeah. Laughs out loud. Uh, he ruffles, and then um... <laughs> oh, you're Drew. You're Drew. Oh God. What does that mean? <laughs> Nothing. Forget it. Uh, not allowed to say. So, how did you find me anyway? I like the way he packed all of that away into his nice professional, like professional box. Um, <laughs> okay, it was good, but he's like such an awful character that he couldn't help burst out laughing before he reined himself in. Right, it's quite good. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say his freaky fucking kid when he gets on the X-ray machine. You see his bones oh, yeah. all jangling around as his arms come in and try and fucking grab him back. It was crazy, crazy as shit. It's crazy, huh? I don't know what to say about Oof. that fucking shit. You had to be there. It's you crazy. Know, you know, Paul, you say it best when you say nothing at all. <laughs> Often said. <laughs> it's so new. Speaking of which, I'll have one more. Um, when <laughs> the fuck, woman... all right. Yeah, fuck you. Well, all I'm, right. I'm the host. <laughs> Just because ours were so close together. I'll let you have two in the next one. Oh, that's all right. Okay, well, it just segues neatly into it. Because when they're implying that the son is upstairs jerking off, she says he's going to find a job up there. And he's like, he's not going to find a job up there. That they paid for what he's doing. I'd have been a millionaire at seventeen. But you go. They cut up, and he's looking at a website that says, um, "Learn about our firm." <laughs> butt cheeks. <laughs> butt cheeks like come in a second later, and that's yeah, yeah. That's that's cute. <laughs> yeah, I like that. When Baffleck is pleading with James Gandolfini to let him be there and you know, spend Christmas and pretend they're his family, he's getting you know just stonewalled, and then he offers two hundred and fifty grand. Yeah, and. The about face of James Gandolfini. He pauses and smiles, and then it cut cuts. Catherine O'Hara comes into the bathroom, and there's Ben Affleck there, and he's like, oh, "Come on, mum." She just then walks into Gandolfini, who's and they've got another hard cut as he's sat hunched on the end of the bed watching TV, like it yeah. is no fucking big deal. Just a <laughs> just a bloody dad avoiding the issue. Be like, "What? What? Yeah. Oh, that? Oh, what? That <laughs> thing of me letting that old oh the millionaire into the house? Yeah, sorry, my hearing was. What's the problem?" Was it great? Yeah, I'm watching my sports. During that whole scene, I kept trying to wonder how someone who isn't terrifying, who isn't Jack Torrance from the first few minutes of The Shining, would have played that that dialogue where he's just like, um, "Giving us two hundred and fifty thousand dollars." Well, how would you feel if I did something like this? Would we get two hundred and fifty thousand dollars? And he just says it with such tiredness, like, "I just don't have anything to fucking say to you. I don't feel like explaining myself, and I'm." moving my mouth right now out of sheer courtesy. You look at his words. Because <laughs> in two seconds I'm going to fucking bite your face off. <laughs> Terrifying. Um, Thanks. Thank fuck, of... he's so slow. <laughs> Thank God, it's all we've got. He's like a Dark Souls villain. <laughs> you have to just duck out of the way. Um, <laughs> there are two instances where Catherine O'Hara just screams, oh shit! And it's they're both quite amusing. The first one is when Batfleck is still alive, having survived his first encounter with James Gandolfini. And, um, yeah, she says, I think you killed him. And he twitches, and she's like, oh, shit, he's still alive! Dear God, Tom, you've killed the man. Oh, shit, he's still alive! (laughs) And later on, when she sees the porn on the screen, she once again does it, and it's, it's, yeah, I like seeing the mum from Home Alone just suddenly shout, oh, shit! Oh, shit! Yeah, that's true. Um, actually, got another great moment from her. She keeps giving Mm. Ben Affleck a hot chocolate, and he keeps going... Mm, my mum my would use marshmallows and then she takes it back and he goes mm, it'd be mini marshmallows and as he's then trying to convince Christina Applegate that he's not a home oh, invader serial killer, killer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it cuts to Catherine O'Hara who takes the biggest meat cleaver out <laughs> and just starts hammering into this one marshmallow to like, turn it into well a few marshmallows to turn them into mini marshmallows but they're not being cut they're just being like half separated so it's a yes. sinewy sinewy glob on the cut chopping board and she's just pounding it with this cleaver as the two of them are having this conversation in the background yeah 
I found that really funny. That was funny. He was being a dick, but to be fair, what are you supposed to do with just two massive fucking marshmallows floating in your drink? Just, <laughs> just pick them out and dip them? I don't know. Very weird. It's America. Just How do you work at Christmas? Choke to death on them. <laughs> Teacher a lesson. Christmas tradition. It did for Uncle <laughs> Louie. Um... <laughs> I do like the potential sadness in this premise, particularly when he wakes up in this child's bed with his feet dangling over the end, mm. and he just sort of breathes in all relaxed and says, I'm home. And it's just mm. sad. It's really sad, yeah. this idea that he's not home. He's in a stranger's house, and nobody in that house likes him, and in fact would quite like that, to kill him. Definitely it's... no one. <laughs> Nell pointed out at the end of the movie that um, she felt sorry for... Um, God, I'll, I'll find her name next time you're talking. Um, at least I'll have a, an excuse for not listening to you. Oh, well, Missy, um, the um, the girlfriend. Yeah. Um, right. She, you know, she felt sorry for her because actually, you know, Ben Affleck didn't tell her any of his fucking sad backstory. How long yeah. have they been together? Yeah, that's Today? true. <laughs> you know, I thought very unreasonably getting annoyed that he wanted to go to Fiji for Christmas, which would be the best Christmas present ever. Yeah. But, um, but... She didn't know anything about his fucking story. She thought he had a family still. Yeah. So, yeah. like, there's an, there's an angle here the film could have explored. Like, why didn't you tell anyone in this? What's wrong with you? Yeah. You need help. Let me be your friend. <laughs> and and also, oh. the, the people people you love don't leave you. You're the one driving them away, you <laughs> piece of shit. There's so much you could explore if they just wanted to explore these characters and not just move on to the next fucking thing. Yeah. Which is exactly oh, what we should man. do. Anyway, yeah. I like when he's he's got the snowball fight with the yeah. son and he's, you know, slamming him. Mm. snowball after snowball he wins he's the best and then james gandolfini comes out and challenges him and he goes throw it at me yeah that's uh, uh, cool I, i'm i'm good throw it nah come on like you said it'd be fun let's get a little chilly i figure you know i don't want to bother it's all right nah, you don't nah, have to worry on. about it throw it and it's it's fucking jack palance it's just yeah it is, it is <laughs> pick up the gun and his limp scared throw yeah when he finally throws one at gandolfini it's a wide shot and it's yeah. a Mr. Burns kind of movement. And the yeah. snowball barely kisses him on the chest. Yeah. It's it's a really fucking great physical oh, moment. I was just so tense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sure he was going to get shot. It's oh, unbelievable. Still might. I do like um, having woken up in the morning, he goes to hop onto the banister, I guess, to slide down it. And I like the immediacy of the banister breaking. <laughs> like, there's not a second where he's up on it and it's okay. It's fucking instant that he's on the floor. <laughs> And that's that's quite good. I quite enjoyed that. There's not like a moment where it might have worked. It's straight no. away a bad idea. I enjoyed Catherine O'Hara generally hamming it up. I um, yeah, she was pretty hammy. The 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 rictus grin she had on her face when she was acting the part of the mum. Yeah, I, I liked. There were a couple of times when I think when he when he comes in and says he's getting shortchanged. I think she has mm. something that she exasperatedly says to him. That, yeah, um, which is to do with their divorce. Yeah. yeah, this is a lesson, yeah. a good lesson for you. She's like trying Parents to play get the old role. and yeah, yeah. Well, it's time you grew up and face facts, then, isn't it? Isn't it? Mommies and daddies fall in love, make babies, pay bills, get mad, and stop touching each other. I like the frustration there. Yeah, that was good. Um, I also liked her uh, hammy posing when she poses without instruction. Yes. Like this is what I've seen as a pose, yeah. and it's like pointing and doing like a a smiley yeah. face, and you get the impression that she thinks all modeling is like from clothes magazines or something yeah yeah that was good stuff. that was good but oh, um yeah. another performer i thought was really good was christina applegate who plays it generally quite sweet you know she's the love interest in an adam sandler movie kind of role really yeah. you know there's long suffering she's got to put up with so much bullshit but yeah i actually got some good licks in and i particularly enjoy her first scene where she comes in and just has this exasperated manner about her and a couple of good lines like um will somebody please just say something that makes some sense right now well every year around christmas i get a little okay no, no no you Stop talking. Mom, Drew wants a nice family Christmas, so we're gonna be his family. That's insane. Hey, my baby's home. Hi, Daddy. How are you, Lacey? Hi. I'm good. You've obviously lost your mind. Can I talk to you in the dining room, please? You know, the, the way she throws it away is very good. Yeah. Sort of an extension in that it's to do with Christina mm. Applegate, but when um, mm. he's got the awful scripts and they're all reading from it, uh, yeah. He's got her playing the part of their Puerto Rican maid because right. so he doesn't have any, she doesn't have any lines because she's going to yeah. ruin the Christmas spirit mm. and eventually she butts in with something. Do you think Wally's going to give you the business? Oh, there you are, Consuelo. Five waters for everyone, please. Gracias. <clears throat> and then goes on to the rest of it. 
Um, and it just it's part of that unrelentingly awful feel yeah. of the movie. He takes yeah. this in his stride. Um, <laughs> that was yeah. That was that whole scene was quite the highlight. That felt like the hateful aid. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Waiting for something to happen. I like the horrifying facsimile of young Christina Applegate um, in the the thing that he set up to commemorate her memory of childhood. He's got like this oh, weird yeah. plastic sculpted Christina Applegate looking amazed at the tree, and it's just horrible. And I really yeah. I enjoy how horrible it is. It's a grotesque. It's a little homunculus fucking thing. Totem. The the movie felt like it was on my side for a second when he brings out the nativity and her face. Mm says it all. You just see any emotion she had towards this guy just blocked fully. Yeah. Um, that's effective. <laughs> it's like, yes, it's true. He is bad. <laughs> Truly. I like the 90s looking porn that the kid was enjoying. He's like up there trying to jerk off to like banner ads and like splash pages of like, click here for the <laughs> hot, hot nudes. And that was, yeah, that was nostalgic. I do not need to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nope, job done. Why did, job done. Why have steak when I can find some chips in a bin? <laughs> why have steak when I can jerk off to the box? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Because steak um, comes in a box. He... <laughs> <laughs> what kind of steak you like? <laughs> when they're Christmas shopping and he, he runs across the road towards Christina Applegate um, and he causes all these cars to screech to a, a halt, there's a really lovely elongated asshole. I knew it. Runs past. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> You're a sucker <laughs> for that kind of thing. You love it. <laughs> Fucking great. It's um. You love an you, off-screen you've got to, asshole. Yeah, get an interesting pronunciation <laughs> of of a swear word. Yeah, I mean the off-screen in Spy Heart, you indicated that the off-screen yelling of a swear was also quite quite a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bit of a bit of a sucker for that, yeah, but it's good stuff. Fuck, it works. I enjoy it now because whenever I see it, it reminds me of how much you would enjoy it. Oh, that's a little that's a little treat for me. Lovely. You get to think about how you can undo that at some point <laughs> by nearly hitting you with a car. <laughs> um. Okay. Yes. There's a bit where uh, Batfleck is in the house and the mother-in-law kind of is asking to see baby pictures of him, mm. and of course there are none because he's not in his own house, and so she shows a picture of um. What I guess is a young naked Christina Applegate in the bath, which isn't yeah. worth thinking about for too long. And uh, she says, oh, are you sure this is you? And Ben Affleck then has to, you know, kind of blanch. And he says, um, oh, that's me. All right. I remember it well. That picture was uh, it was Autumn and the photographer. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> the photographer <laughs> in this candid, like, family bath scene. Yeah, right. The idea that was like a professional setup with photographer and lighting. Oh, I but, miss that. Um, that's quite good. That was yeah. It was really really uh, quiet as well. It was nearly thrown away. So when there's there's a moment um, after James Gandolfini gets the car and Catherine O'Hara has that photo shoot and they're feeling pretty good about things. They have this cute fumbling like conversation where it's almost like they're getting used to being close again. And it's nothing mm. nothing is discussed about that, but they just talk mm. about a couple of memories and he compliments her. It's quite cute. Yeah, absolutely. Right, uh, there's a moment, this is very physical and it's a shame because, you know, you can't really do this via the podcast medium, but there's a moment where he's caught in the kitchen. Christina Applegate has just gone out for like Probably a second. The, the other girl comes in mm. and Ben Affleck looks at her and says, no, <laughs> hi. And then immediately after doing that, does this weird head thing where he's like smiling and kind of just moves his head in like this expressive kind of way to indicate mm. optimism. And yeah, that... that that amused me quite a bit. Yeah, I think I was I was I was um sidetracked by the no that that just distracted me for about 7 minutes. <laughs> so, just when Christina Applegate is, who I thought was quite charming in this, um no, given everything. Mm. When she's sabotaging him by pretending to be his sister. Um mm. they are having this, you know, thinly veiled and they're not veiled at all, like mudslinging mm. match where they're just insulting each mm. other for their their values. They they like they're talking about how bad Ben Affleck is at like just showing he loves someone or something like that, and uh, then he yells right. out in front of everyone. Oh, so I guess you were just slumming with me when we were making out in the kitchen, and um, yeah. it cuts to silence. And obviously, everyone thinks that they're sisters. So as that sink, yeah. sinks in, it's just silence. And yeah, we actually laughed. I actually laughed out loud yeah. at that moment. Oh my god, a joke that was meant to be a joke. It was a joke that you was meant to be a joke traitor. that landed as a joke. <laughs> oh, cool. I'll hand in my resignation. Well, there you go. On Monday, <laughs> you're amongst the the general public now. Yeah, I'm I'm no better than them. You love this movie. Oh, I no love better, I love the Adam Sandler's. I love when he oh, brings so in the juice. Good, I love it. 
I love it when he tries to hurt kids. <laughs> oh, okay, yes. Um, Kafunahara is leading the family upstairs. And as she's doing it, she's trying to be like the out loud kind of hostess woman, like talking around what they're seeing. And um, she says... Um, now, what you're using right now are the stairs. We like these for going up. <laughs> that's, that's good. I like that. Yeah, it's such a nothing thing to say, and she's so clearly really put upon. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that. One thing I'd have been interested to see is they're all doing like their seething resentment thing, but for $250,000, what if they actually tried like really hard to make it a yeah. great Christmas and like the art, let the artificiality of it kind of come to bear? There's, there's stuff you could do with this premise, but. I did wonder if that was going to be a thing of him, yeah. of his sort of blind psychopathic innocence <laughs> was going to actually force them to start innocence. seeing some of the festive cheer. Say that again. Psychopathic innocence is a great kind of. I don't know yeah. the character trope for that yet, but it's very good. Like that's my defense. Fry if he had no moles. Yeah, it could have been brought around and had had something special. So many avenues they could have explored yeah. in this movie, but no, they instead well, went for not funny games. Yeah, it's not the Christmas worst premise. It's just done completely tone deaf. But I'll tell you who else is tone deaf, and that's the OG team. Because they didn't respond. OG team, OG team. Oh or, fuck! Well, or, I needn't have done or very, that. Very or rightly, as with this entire weekend, when somebody <laughs> went, you know, when I was asked out for drinks last night, and I said no, I've got to go and watch a film. <laughs> um, and then I was asked out again, and I said no, and I told them what film I was watching, and uh, they went, oh, oh, oh. I don't know that one. I don't know you anymore. <laughs> yeah, nobody knows that one. Everyone I've told about it is just like, oh. it doesn't have the same brand recognition as Christmas with the Cranks as a famously shit Christmas <laughs> film. No. Yeah. But what Any can you do? Yeah, what can you do? Not rely on the OG team, that's for sure. Yeah. 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 Not at Christmas. Not cri- no. Maybe next week when we cover a terrible Hallmark movie they'll write in. But in the meantime, let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. I don't know, have you got something? Yeah, how about wild strawberries, motherfucker? Fuck, alright. Yeah, go on. So, yeah, um, this is Berg- <laughs> one of Bergman's best films. <laughs> and it's about an old man who decides that he, he well, he travels back home to receive an, on, an honorary award um, because he's a doctor and has been so for many years. So he's going back home to receive this award. Um, he gets driven by his daughter. And whilst he travels, he reminisces about his past. And it's a film about the past as a foreign country, about connection between generations. Mm. And um, I mean, it's just it's it's really centered by this absolutely fantastic performance by regular um, Bergman uh, performer Victor Sjöström. Uh, but it's also got okay. it's also got you know BB Anderson and um, oh yeah uh, you know Max von Sydow and a brief cameo. It's got your regular Bergman people, but he's really wonderful. And it's just yeah, it's just a really beautiful film about what it means to be near the end of a life, looking back. And yeah, right. it's also a very nostalgic film in a way that you know this kind of tried to be in its best moments was about yeah looking back to. What's really interesting about it is that he starts to reflect on his own behavior in the past and the ways in which he came up short and that the scenarios were idyllic and that he should have enjoyed it more and sort of been a better person. So, yeah, I'd say that's that's another aspect that could have been explored in Surviving Christmas. I'll tell you you what did uh, the self-realization and uh, improvement story better than Surviving Christmas, Paul. I can't imagine. You love it. Do I? It's high fidelity. (laughs) Fuck me. Okay. (laughs) I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Um, you but go you, ahead. look, as you, you've already you've already covered that angle, so um, I'll, I'll save that for another time when I can just harangue you with that. <laughs> when thing. you defend high but, um, fidelity look, against me, yeah, from me. Gonna... <laughs> so I just keep, yeah, fuck. I keep trying it's to get at it. Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. Nightmare Before Christmas. If we're, gonna, we're gonna go the Christmassy route. It's it's about a man who has this very particular idea about what Christmas should be, but he learns in this case um, <laughs> after. <laughs> After a bit of an arduous experience. He finds out. And, it's, and, it's, and he's better for it. He's yeah. better than Ben Affleck in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of one of Tim Burton's best. Yeah. It's definitely two. Um, well, hold on. This wasn't... But this um, is just... Sorry, I tuned out. <laughs> uh, this isn't directed by Tim Burton, of course. He was producer oh, and writer. Not? No, it's everyone forgets this. It's oh, Henry fuck. Selleck. Oh, Tom Selleck. It's Tom Selleck, um, who also directed Tom, James and the Giant Peach. Surprising return to form. Brilliant. And Coraline. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Ah, uh, cool. Yeah, he's a Laker okay. guy now. In any case, yeah, Tim Burton musical? was very heavily involved, and it's definitely Burton's aesthetic. Cause it, yeah, I mean, it feels like the most Tim Burton film. It does, yeah. That yeah. this and Batman Returns, and it's described as Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, that's true. Okay, well, if it says Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, I assume that's where I got mm. that from. Oh, I didn't realize um, Danny Elfman does Jack Skellington when he's singing. Yes, Catherine O'Hara as Sally. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Fuck, there you go. He loves little girls. <laughs> and so does Catherine O'Hara. 
Fuck yeah. Check it out. I love them both. Check it out, everyone. Boingo, boingo, never let it, never gonna give it up. <laughs> it's magic. It's a really magical film. Wonderful music, great aesthetic. And Tim Burton barely did anything. Stole all the credit. He's a monster. He's <laughs> gotta be stopped. The one better thing. So, where can people find out more about Jack Skellington? By which I, of course, mean us. Well, probably wouldn't rely on me, um, con- considering that <laughs> I'm also directed by Tim Burton. I don't know. I don't have a clue about anything anymore. Um, oh, but later, Tim Burton. Yeah. Uh, it's, not, mm. it's not even Big Eyes, which I didn't see. And I want to see, but I'll never get around <laughs> to it. Um, but if you want to find out about our You'd say Big that confidently eyes, now. Yeah. Um, they're all over the OGT pod at Twitter and Facebook. And you can send us an email at gmail at OGTpod at gmail.com and ask us some questions about our eyes. Like, what color are they? Blue. What color aren't they? Green. <laughs> How big are they? They're pretty big. Any question like that, we'll answer it immediately. Forever. How many eyelashes do you have? Can't tell. Yeah. How many eyes? <laughs> yes. We're on, we're on Spotify. God, I didn't even need to pun that one. <laughs> on spot, Spotify eyes. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck me. Just shoot me. In the face. James Gandolfini, do your business. <laughs> Come on, Tom Selleck. Let's all... <laughs> Let's all ride that mustache to Happy Town. Let's talk about Patreon for a second, Tom. We are on Patreon. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so remember that. And and if you want more of that, for as little as a dollar a month, you get exclusive <laughs> access to content such as our spooky uh, Halloween Whoa. franchise pitches. Um, we have recently released a review of Tenet, a film that we saw this year. And, um, <laughs> the film we that we saw last... this year. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. And what a film. What a fucking film it was. So check that out there. Um, or was it? Find we... out on Patreon. Oh, Tenet. That's what Tenet means. <laughs> and we have also just released a companion piece to our Christmas movies episode, talking about Christmas TV. And uh, this week we're going to start, um, we're going to get on with a bit of a... Oh, how would you describe it? Well, we're just going to get on with ripping off someone else's podcast format. We're um, yeah, great. We're going to come at films to be buried with the really excellent Brett Goldstein um podcast, and we're just going to do that for us because you know he's not returning our messages, so fuck it, we'll do it. Yeah. get on with it. We've asked him, and if you ask somebody and they say no, I don't want to be on it, please leave me alone. Mm. That it's free game. It's it's free game. It's if you do that to Wild us, West. if if we turn you down, then yeah, absolutely, just come after us. You, can you start do doing any, good things, podcast and. That becomes quickly way more popular than ours to the point where people go, God, why are you copying Brett Goldstein? And we'll go, no, we've been doing it for three years. And they go, well, you can say anything on Twitter. Um, <laughs> which is that's true. Fine, which is literally you know. true. And you can't argue with it. So, yeah, you know. Twitter can't put a sort of, you know, unfounded claims sticker on everything, can they? So if you do want to do yeah. that, Brett Goldstein, I guess nothing's stopping you, but uh, except for your integrity, perhaps. So think about that, Brett. Such as it is. Uh, yeah. I'm Paul Goldstein. And I'm Paul Bretman. Remember, the one good thing about surviving Christmas is it's the scariest film you'll see all year. For you, okay. Father Christmas goes to your doctor, uh-huh. and um, with a sore bottom, yeah. And he bends over, and the doctor said, um, "I've got a sore bottom," and the doctor and the doctor looks at it and goes, "Oh, okay." And then Father Christmas goes, "Have you got anything for that?" And then the doctor said, "Yeah, I've got some cream for it." That cream on men's play. I said it was. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> Even messed up, it was still funnier than this film. <laughs>